Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Too Neutral to Quit, the D&D podcast where we really should just give up already. I'm Worth Beasley, normally your DM. We are nearing the end of our second arc in Liz's Four Fins world. After one more episode, we will be returning back to Icewind Dale to catch up on what happened to that party once they entered the ancient tower that they located. But that's not the episode that we're on. Let's go ahead and commence with the Four Fins Episode 7. That's not my kink, I'm sorry. Alright, so who would like to sum up last session? Once again, very successfully interrogated a bunch of people. We did learn that everybody that, um, that's been kidnapped is not the child of the father they were living with, and that they all seem to look like uh, Brazinia. Mm-hmm. Like in a clone-type way. Or they, yeah. they, all share, they all share like similar family traits, so we all think that the missing children, because all the missing children, their wives have been unfaithful. Yeah, so we're wondering. We think to the they, same guy. Yeah, the the same guy who cheated with all the wives are is also collecting all his kids now. But the weird thing is that we've also been attacked by a couple of people who look like the missing girl too. So there might be some weird cloning going on too. Okay. So there's a whole unfaithful genetic possible. Uh, what is it called when they when the when the family members kidnap their kids or something like that? Oh, there is a term for that, isn't there? Yeah, I'm blanking it too. But we've got that, and then we've also got possible cloning. We're not 100 percent sure. It's just weird. And I think uh, of the leads that we investigated, there's still the place that uh, Brazinia was learning magic. We can investigate out, and then there's also the uh, the fucked folk. Uh, far as entity referred to it as several times in the last session that might have had a lead on it too. Yes, the fox fur farm. No. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I know that you guys also wanted to rest. Did you guys want to go back to the tavern to rest or did you guys want to just like camp out? Oh, yeah. They love us in the tavern. Are we so welcome? <clears throat> uh, you will be welcome at the tavern. However, you're going to have to put like a down payment, like a collateral. <laughs> I'm surprised they would allow us back down. there. <laughs> they, will, they will ask for like an extra 10 gold just to make sure that there are no damages. I don't know. I'm a bit greedy. Camping out might be cheaper. <laughs> and uh, you guys did also want to see something about Stanek. Remember the waiter that we... Oh yeah, I suit his. <laughs> I don't know where that spell came from. I cannot find that spell anywhere on D&D Beyond. <laughs> Alright, so do you guys want to go to the tavern and pay a damage deposit, or do you guys just want to camp out? We should probably just camp outside. Because if we pay a down posit for damages, to me, that's just going to be a score to beat. <laughs> All right. Well, I put you guys on this map so you guys can just rest up. Um, Gar, I think um, you need to roll a d6 for your wand since you used up all of your charges. You are correct. Was there anybody hurting? 
Is it Marcus or was it um, um, Gabari that got hurt? Yeah, or Gabari. Gabari yeah, Gabari got, got hurt last time. Okay. Well, if we're taking a long rest, um, I can update them on the next session, but I will go ahead and cast one of my spells to cure him. And since I'll get it anyway. Do my important abilities? Two seventeens. <laughs> yes. Alright. Oh god, Porton rolls, I forgot. <laughs> so Gabari is probably healed up at that, and then I'll just go and do my rest now. Alright. So where would you guys like or are you guys done resting? Let me rejoin the party as I come back and beat them while they rest. I sense it fits with the other place we've been so far, we'll check out the where she's been learning magic, and then we'll check out the fox people. Uh, no, yeah, that works for me. All right, so you guys go back into town, and you go to the Otaru household. Oh, I like these kitty rugs. <laughs> yeah, I like this house. <laughs> All right, are we going to try to knock on the front door this time? <laughs> we don't have a Gabar here to barge in this time. <laughs> Canonically, he went to go back and check on an emerald. <laughs> I was going to say that he was with a jam session with that dwarf at the bar, but uh, yeah. Either one works. How many kitties are on this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> Well, I'm down for. I'm worried. <laughs> I think we're seeing how many cats are on here. Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying now. <laughs> Where'd you even find this? <laughs> I found it and I fell in love with it. So are you all knocking? <laughs> yeah, I think we'll safely knock this time. Alright. A lady comes to the door. She is an older looking woman. She looks very, um, like grandmotherly and friendly. Are we stacked behind the road? <laughs> <laughs> We're all literally pushing you forward. <laughs> <laughs> she opens the, do the door. Hello, hello, um, can, oh my, a goblin. Um, can I help you? <laughs> what, where? Uh, we were wondering if you could spare any time to answer some questions about a uh, girl that we're looking for. Oh, are you talking about my dear Brazenia? Yes. Yes, um, come, come, come in. Yes. I think she ran away. I mutter quietly to our centaur as we walk in. She <laughs> goes and sits down, starts petting a cat. Probably. <laughs> I'll... I'll... Start pegging the cat that's near where I just sat down. Now, Burning Wind, the second you walk into this room, all of the cats arch their backs and start hissing at you. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Angry. <laughs> they start gathering around you like they are out for blood. I forgot he had that curse. No. That's right. That's, that's fair. He's like, oh, oh, they don't—they don't seem to like you very much. Oh, what, what have you? Hold up. <laughs> yeah, and then um, 
You see kind of coming from the table over there a cat folk. A very white, fluffy looking fellow. And he's like Um excuse me, um sir, 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 sir um I'm sensing something off about you. Um by any chance have you been cursed recently? Probably. No, he's just like that. Also, probably. That <laughs> walks up to you and attempts to scratch you, Burning Wind. Uh, no, that's only a four, so it misses, but it it's pissed. It's like spitting at you. Wait, the cat folk trying to attack him? No, one of the regular cats. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Burning Wind like, inadvertently kicks out his leg and kicks the cat. <laughs> I was thinking of suggesting to see if they actually have nine lives, but I'll keep that, for myself. that is gone. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I've always wanted to test that. Um, please, please do not hurt any of the cats. Um, uh, let me see. Um, sir, if you'll follow me into the kitchen, no promises. Please. Uh, Mr. Centaur, um, let me see if I can have have something for you in here. Um, hmm. You have any apples? Um, yes, we do have apples. Um, I, I don't believe that will cure your affliction. Um, and he starts rummaging around through various like apples. Uh, well, there's one on the table over there. Go ahead and eat an apple while I look around. I need you to hold your palm out flat. Um, um, I don't do that, sir. <laughs> that, that, that's not my kink. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I need it. Gar, hold this apple. He will nervously hold his hand out. <laughs> you need me to hold the apple? <laughs> yeah, you'll work. <laughs> the cat folk just kind of goes some catnip, some um, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Entity, hide! I want to see what he's doing. Burning just eats the apple out of Entity's hand. <laughs> <laughs> and the cat folk kind of walks up to you and, like, very tentatively holds out his hand that has kind of like a paste in it. He's like, um. Try this. I, I, yeah, I so you're going to put an apple in that? <laughs> he grabs an apple off the table, smears the paste all over the apple, and then holds it out his hand again. Can't, can't eat apple. He eats it. <laughs> all right, sir. That, um, that should hopefully mask the effects of whatever affliction you have. For at least an hour? I have uh, a curse, too. Can I have one? That's what the last doctor said. <laughs> I thought doctors didn't like apples. <laughs> do, do you often fall ill with curses and afflictions? Yeah, I think he gave it to me. Yeah, it's called my life. <laughs> uh, did you say your wife or your life? Both. Because if your wife is giving you afflictions, then um, 
I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm just, you know, an alchemist. You don't need to counsel anything. She's dead. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> All right, I believe you wanted to speak to my wife. Um, she's in the other room. Um, Keep her close. It's just, um, what is going on? Don't, uh, <laughs> just don't, don't take her for granted. Just don't take her for granted. She's the love of my life. We have many kittens together. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Is, I don't like the implications of those are his children. I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh man. This is so weird. This, yeah, this is, this is very quickly. <laughs> I don't. No, they are not our biological children. They're adopted. Okay. <laughs> are these the kittens? Also, is that how it happens if that's what? Dog grabs an apple. <laughs> Just eating all of this poor guy's now apples. Now we're talking. <laughs> all right. The woman looks at you and he's like, All right, um, well, hello, dears. Um, now that my cats are not trying to kill one of you, <laughs> my name's Linsalia. You've already met my husband, Vaso. Um, you wanted to speak about uh, Brzezenia. Uh, yes, we are looking for Brzezenia. And the investigation so far has taken us down some different paths. At first we thought that she was just upset and ran away. Then we were thinking maybe like a star-crossed lover thing going on with some guy that she might have been seeing. But now it seems like there might be something a little more nefarious going. Oh, yeah, right. Do we need to get him to um, go away? Uh, what was that? An entity. Do we, need, do, we need to get, do we need to get the guy out of the living room? Uh, no, I don't think this woman has a kid that was uh, taken. Uh, oh, my bad. No, no, no she's, she's fine. She's married to a cat. She doesn't have... <laughs> you don't have to worry about kids with her. <laughs> um, yes, um, Brzezinia, she was um, my student. Uh, absolute prodigy. She knew the arcane arts far beyond her years. I've never seen anything like her. Um, I do have to say, the last few months have been somewhat odd with her, though. Um, around the time that she turned 17, um, she told me she's been having peculiar dreams, um, specifically, um, involving a dark-haired man. And, um, she mentioned that she felt some kind of allure, like, like he was calling to her. And then, um, probably about a month back, she, um, she stopped coming to lessons. And I heard from, um, the barkeep that she'd been spending time with, well, a dark-haired young man. It also came to my attention that that dark-haired young man came from Communion. So take that what you will. Um, 
I don't know if it was some latent magical ability or what that caused these dreams and her attraction, but um, it was definitely peculiar. Did the man seem as close age, or was he, he uh, perhaps older than her? Oh, um, if he was older, only perhaps a few years, maybe twenty? It seems quite a gap, but I'm not one to judge. I mean, we do live in the Middle Ages. I mean, 17 and 20 are Fair. But she means 20 years old, not 20-year gap. Yeah, 20 years old. Yeah, okay, never mind. I totally, completely misunderstood that. But I mean, <laughs> you know, elves and... And this lady's dating a cat, so. <laughs> yeah. well, it's a, it, my love for Vaso, it's considered quite taboo because he is a beast folk. But, um, we make it work. You are perfect for each other. The <laughs> man makes us funny. <laughs> Gar's nose starts bleeding. <laughs> Psychic damage from that. <laughs> <laughs> so get the government tissue. <laughs> I wasn't happy. You uh, playing a lot of solitaire over here? <laughs> hearts, dear. We love to play hearts. I thought you would be a bridge couple. Sometimes we are. Uh, Break into some mahjong, but uh, that's about as daring as we Go fish! That's the only card game I know. I mean, if you'd like to play some goldfish, we could always put some money on it, but uh. <laughs> and then Ross was like, no, no, honey, we talked about your gambling. <laughs> that's a shame. I'd, I'd love to roll to play, uh, to play a gambling game of Go Fish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to play any card games. Fem's version of Uno. That, that's easy. I'll, t- I'll teach you later, Bernie Wins. I'm going to teach you how to cheat. Don't worry. Well, that'll be good. <laughs> Does anyone want to do an investigation check on the table? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll take a look around. Okay. Oh, wait. So should we insight check these people? <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> There's no piano in here to burn. I <laughs> know. Uh, that's why I'm on edge. I don't like it. <laughs> but there's plenty of cats. Yeah. <laughs> Who may or may not be their children. We're still not there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Marcus knows what they're thinking. All right, Marcus, they're being pretty honest. They're just a weird old couple. <laughs> anything on the table with the cat down petting? As you kind of play around with the cards and like the dice on there, you notice that one of the sets of dice is loaded. <laughs> Old lady cheats. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> we come back to hang out with these people. These are weird. Do you have um, any other questions for me? Uh, no, I think that, that clears things up here. Before we go, could you just let us know what your opinion on communion is? 
Oh, well, it's um, a very interesting um, little community. Um, one particular note of um, arcane interest is that it seems to be set on um, several magical ley lines. Hmm. Um, now, I have not had the liberty of going into communion to research this further. Um, they are very particular about who they let in, but from what I have gathered, there seems to be a slight weakening between the planes there. Um, I'm not sure if this was an intentional thing when they founded the community, or if it just happened to be so, but it's a very interesting arcane um, interest. I just said interest a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um, it, interesting. It, yes, interesting. It, it's just a very odd little community. Very insular. Only one or two ever seem to leave. Ever. Do you know the last time someone left? Or who it was? Well, that would be, um, the gentleman that, uh, Brzezinia took a liking to. I'm afraid I don't know his name. Um, before that, it was a young lady named, um, Jolana. And I believe that, um, the wolf boy, uh, Rannick, he took a liking to her and, um, left our town to live in communion. And then, um, before that, it was, uh, Biliana Gress. She left also. I'm not sure what, um, the fellow she left with was named. But yes, about once a year, one of their younger people tend to come out. I assume it's sort of like, um, oh, like a little coming-of-age trip. You know, they get to go out and experience the world for a bit, and it seems that they're very lucky in love when they come into town. Do they ever go out of town, or do they just come out into the town and then go back? Seems as though they come and spend time in East Carburg for a month, maybe two, and then invariably they just go back to communion. Um, does anybody else have anything to add? I think I'm good. All right. Holes in that uh, paste. <laughs> Um, that would be, uh, well, there was some catnip, um, a couple of other odds and ends, um, just something to, um, calm the cats down in your presence. I have a feeling it'll wear off in an hour, maybe two, so just be careful around cats until you can figure out, um, what kind of curse you have, because I'm afraid if you cap it upon, you know, a larger feline in the wild. Seems like I have a cat curse. I'm, I believe you may, but just be careful around larger felines that might want to eat you. Oh, oh, oh! I, I have a question. I have a question. Gar's like, Gar's like, 
on his tiptoes were holding his hand up. Yes, y yes, little goblin. Um, so, so do you not like him because you're a cat, or is that really different? Um, would rather not say I didn't sort of throw up in my mouth when I saw him. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Definitely a distasteful aversion towards this centaur. But <laughs> someone, someone dislikes you more than they dislike me. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, um, that's fair. <laughs> believe that we may have something that could help. Would you I, like I will take it on behalf of the group. <laughs> Yes, yes, um, hang on, one moment, one moment, let me just go into the other room, and, um, let me see, let me see, and she comes back out, and she hands, okay, Gar wanted it. <laughs> he immediately called for whatever it was. He doesn't even know, he just wants it. No, she's gonna, she's gonna hand it to Burning Wind, because he might need it more. It is a scroll of animal friendship. Alright, um, hopefully that might help in case you um run into any wild cats that may want to eat your face off. Um, and if that is it, um I would like to get back to our game. You don't need this for your husband when he's acting up. <laughs> they can't publicly admit to that. <laughs> Made it funny. <laughs> Entity will, uh, as he's walking out, he's going to try to pet one of the cats. And I was I was going to roll animal handling to make sure I didn't hurt it. Just because I'm metal, I'm afraid uh, of how educated he is. Ooh, he pets a little too hard. It's one sort of a uh, static shock. <laughs> right. Yeah, you rub it in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> it hisses and arches his back and goes goes away. Just away. Fair enough. I'll have to work on okay, that. Okay, he rubs everyone the wrong direction. <laughs> I do have that effect. Alright, so where would you guys like to go now? I guess it's time to uh, check out uh, <laughs> Marcus's kind. Okay. So the Fox Folk community is about, let's say, half a day's journey into the woods. Don't you mean the fur farm? Yes, the fur farm. Oh, I'm never letting that go. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys follow a river along the way. Uh, I assume you got directions probably from the cat lady or somebody. Yeah, well, yeah that works. We would ask somebody, yeah. Uh... I'm just sulking the whole way there because I didn't get the scroll. <laughs> <laughs> you can always try to steal it. He he doesn't actually care that much about it. He's just he's just mad because he didn't get the, the, the principle of the thing. Yeah, exactly. Like honestly, <laughs> if someone had handed him to that that the scroll, he'd be like, "Who wants it?" <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So you follow the river for about a half a day, and uh, you come upon. A little clearing in the woods where you see some sort of primitive, like, little huts and sort of teepee-like structures. 
And along the river, you see one fox folk who seems to be spear fishing in the river. Uh, another one over here is uh, flanking away at sort of a rudimentary blacksmith forge. And uh, the one that's spear fishing sees you first and sort of walks up to the bridge here. What are you doing here? Uh, we're looking for cat fur, I think. I don't remember. I wasn't listening. You were looking for cat? Uh, cat fur, I think. I don't know. Cat fur. We are foxes. Oh, we do not have cat fur. I guess we're in the wrong place. Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sort of. <laughs> Just get behind me, Gar. <laughs> Okay, I, can, I can do that. Brain condition. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks to Burning Wind and he says, Oh, Centaur, we do not see your kind here often. Good trading partners. Are you here to trade? Uh, I wish, but uh, no. But uh, yeah, maybe we're good. Based on the accent, you should ask if they have vodka. <laughs> And then he looks to Marcus and says, Well, you are fox folk. Yes. Why are you with goblin and elf and giant middleman? Very long story, but essentially, I don't have a tribe. War orphan. I figured he'll pick up on me not having an accent at all. <laughs> <laughs> or having a more of a like Fennec accent. So, no tribe? No tribe. You are with the humans then? Yeah, 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> He's sort of Turns around and is Oi! I said oi. I don't think Russians say oi. <laughs> you know what? Your Russians can say oi if they want. Proud, proud. Uh, we have uh, fox folk here. Fox folk with uh, the humans. She turns around and eyes them up. And then he, he goes, Well, what do you all want here? Uh, we were actually hoping that you all might be able to help us with finding a human girl who went missing. Where we've gotten the perspective of the townspeople who knew her, but, well, everybody lies a little bit, even if they don't realize it. And we thought that you might be, like, objective observers that might be able to garner more information for us. Ah, oh, do you speak of uh, Brezenia? Yes. Ah, yes, she, um, she, she comes here often. Uh, she teaches um, uh, Wonder how to read. Oh. Yeah, very good woman. Unfortunately, uh, she has gotten caught up with uh, nefarious forces. Um, if you'd like, uh, you can speak with our shaman. He may know more about uh, what you seek. He's n he's not lying about why we're here, despite what he said. No, I was, I've been honest with him. <laughs> I did not believe you were lying. Do I need to suspect that you are lying? Though? 
You said everyone lied a little bit. I'm just not. Everything we say is 110% truth. <laughs> you know that's true because we just said Just looking it. for some hard apple cider, you know? <laughs> Got a taste for apples lately. <laughs> uh, we have apple vodka if you'd like that. That'll work. Yes, uh, we will pour a little or a shaman can pour you some if you would like uh, some. Man, I want to see Burning Wind drunk. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aren't they a large creature? Yeah, I think they are a large creature. Alright, so as you kind of move towards these little makeshift... I want to call them teepees, but they look like tents on the map. Um, yurts. The, yur- the yurts are in the corners. Oh. Um, you see this fellow talking to (laughs) this lady, and they seem to be having sort of a hushed conversation and, um, looking particularly at Marcus. And as you approach, she just sort of wanders off and goes back to the forge. Nice guns. Nice guns! (laughs) Marcus, you gotta give her a wink as she walks by. He looks very suspiciously at you and go- starts hammering away at something. <laughs> Alright. I-, I don't think I have much variation in my Russian accent, so this- the shaman's gonna sound a lot like the guy you just talked <laughs> <laughs> Russian's gonna sound the same to me, I'm gonna lie. No, I was gonna say, yeah, we're we're already in a racist place. Like, we'll just say everyone's <laughs> <down there. laughs> weird accents. All Fox folks sound the same to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> ah, greetings. Um Bragg told me that um you are seeking information on Brisenia. I uh, yes, um uh... Basically, anything you know, and anything you know about the communion crowd that she's been following in with. Yes, yes. Um, I have had many conversations with Prezenia. What she has gotten into is... It is a primordial evil. It is an evil that we have known about for generations. It is a timeless evil. Uh, Long before we, or even the humans, or our greatest ancestors inhabited this land. Talking about premarital sex? (laughs) Well, uh, in a way, (laughs) um, this, the, the these beings that inhabit communion, um, they are lovers. Uh, they were, well, according to our legends, the very first lovers to ever exist. But this came at a cost. Uh, their love over time became warped. It corrupted everything it touched. It even corrupted their own children. And, um, as 
I am sure you know, it has corrupted the nearby town. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we long ago learned to never accept their tricks or their many forms that they may take. And they are not vampires. We know that. No, they are not vampires. Uh, the closest that you could call them... We would call them demons. You might call them demigods. Oh, great. And what they have done is over the many, many centuries, the many millennia that they have existed for, they have created sort of their own dimension of existence. And the town of Communion sits at where it is weakest and easiest to pass through to their own dimension. It is a very dangerous place to go. I do not recommend that you go there lightly. Hmm. You're saying this girl's on another dimension? Well, remember the woman we just visited mentioned that uh, communion sits on top of ley lines that Oh, they were the first lovers. Ley lines, I get it. <laughs> See, the goblin gets Nice. <laughs> they always say goblins are stupid. I never believe this. Myself. Oh, no, we're stupid. <laughs> well, Alright, if you say so. Uh... <laughs> Unless it is not advised, or if things happen to where we, when we try to rescue uh, Rizania, if we do end up doing some sort of a confrontation in communion, um, you all seem capable. Would you be willing or interested in helping us not necessarily take communion, but confront and try to rescue her? Um, that is not our place. Um, we have our own difficulties here. Uh, as you may know, the humans have been encroaching on our territory. There is war going on in the mountains. We have yet to take a side. We have found so that... If we help you, will you help us? I can help you in a um, different way. <laughs> Guard's already holding his hands out. Take some of that apple vodka. You know what? The last place didn't give me an apple. Um, I think it's going to be improvement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can certainly give you some apple vodka. Uh, and he starts pouring out like little wooden cups full of vodka. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, where, where is he? Where is he pouring out? Because I'll, I'll just like stand underneath it like a water fountain. <laughs> yeah, okay. He just starts pouring some vodka into Gar's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a party. <laughs> so after he's done pouring shots, he sort of goes into one of the tents, starts rubbing around, comes back out. So, um, as you may know, those in communion worship the two martyrs. Uh, what they do not like to see 
in certain iconography, they hide this. And then he brings out sort of like... The picture I'm going to show you is very good, but just imagine it's like a lot more rudimentary. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of phallus. Yes, it's a phallus. (laughs) In his spare time, he just sketches... I mean, this looks penetrated several times. (laughs) Well, this comes from one of our legends. And this is one of the ways that our ancestors, well, did not exactly kill uh, what we call the host. You see, the, the two martyrs are the host and the companion. We managed to send the host back to his plane. And then he pulls out three golden arrows. Arrows are inherently (laughs) phallus-shaped. These... This is eyeballing the arrow. (laughs) These three arrows are the only ones that we have left from that time. As far as we know, this is one of the only things that can send these creatures back to their plane for any good period of time. I will give you these. Then he pulls out. I also have... (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Gets arrows. (laughs) And it's probably about the size of... It fits in your palm. And it's a blue stone... And you can sort of see embedded in it what looks like some kind of, like, primordial fossil. Oh, that is cool. That is, yeah. Is this fish? I don't know what it is. It again has... Stone to go with the shaft, huh? (laughs) It is the testy to the shaft. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's more like... Now, I have not had the opportunity to use this, but according, again, to our legend, this will translate anything you see that may be in Primordial. Oh, that's cool. And then, let's see, as a final gift to all of you, our last relic. Alright, and this is a ring. It's sort of, it looks old. And it's sort of glowing with like a blue light. But you can also see that the blue is sort of shifting and swirling, sort of like there are clouds or something in it. Hmm. And anyone who holds it sort of gets this feeling of like a primordial energy. I'm, and, I'm already like trying to wrestle it out of. The uh, yeah, it's I'm <laughs> I'm I'm debating if Entity wants that or the uh, <laughs> the stone, <laughs> and I feel like he and Gar are gonna <laughs> have some kind of argument about it. And then the shaman sort of looks at you and says, uh, "This ring, uh, while it well, it definitely does not look normal. I I, I will admit that, <laughs> but if you." Enter another plane, or you are near a rift between the dimensions, it will change color. Now, this is all that I can help you with. 
Again, we will not involve ourselves directly. We have more pressing matters. Understandable. And he sort of looks at you, Marcus, and gives a nod to the blacksmith lady who comes back over, hands something to the shaman, eyes Marcus suspiciously again. Again? He like wanders back off. She's a big fuck lady with a big hammer. He likes that. <laughs> Marcus, I think she's playing hard to get. Oh, Marcus has a plan when he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Pridless one, uh, what was your name? Uh, Marcus Vale. Marcus Vale. Definitely not a very foxfolk name. Since you are without tribe, and you are seemingly without culture, <laughs> I would like to give you a token. He hands you. It's still, like, warm to the touch. Like, the blacksmith has just finished, like, branding this. This is a token of luck and power. No, it doesn't actually do anything, but... <laughs> yeah, I was hoping for a plus one. <laughs> uh, if you show this to other Foxfolk tribes, maybe if you wanted to inquire about your true tribe, they may be more willing to speak with you. Thank you. You didn't have to do this. I, I actually really appreciate it. Well... We do not have many left in our numbers, and I dislike seeing one of our own so closely involved with the humans. And not all the humans we, are that bad. We would like to bring you back into our fold, and if we can find your tribe, perhaps you may want to stay one day. Make more fox babies. <laughs> are they all as adorable as that one? <laughs> All right. Do you guys have any other questions? That was a lot of exposition. I'm actually, things are making sense now. I think I'm kind of putting things together. Yeah. <laughs> Can anyone be in the fox tribe, or it has to be just foxes? But do you want to be a part of our tribe, little goblin? I mean, can I? He's already practically married to a fae. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, I, I don't really see a reason why not. But if you're going to be spending time in the fae wild, then uh, I feel like your uh, loyalties may be divided. Yeah, don't don't worry about it right now. We We have to leave anyway. <laughs> I just want to know if it was an option if I like come back. Well, I'm not giving you a token. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, then never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. No shiny. I know goblins like shiny things. I have no shiny things for you. Well, I apologize. I'll go back to trying to pull the ring out of uh, entities. <laughs> Although I, I imagine that it probably doesn't affect him at all. It's just like Gar like flailing, but it doesn't actually do anything to anything. 
<laughs> you're yeah, like trying uh, to drag down my arm you're just swinging off of it. exactly like my feet are kicking not doing anything to you <laughs> the yeah. irony is I think you're stronger than I am oh wait <laughs> I do have a 12 of strength oh, okay I'm, you're the same as me then oh, okay. I think you're more dexterous than I am I think that's what it is uh, right, Yeah. you guys decide how you want to split up the items um, taking the arrow right up <laughs> something. I know, Bob, the archer of the party. Andesi would like probably the the ring, but he did keep the um plus one sword from the encounter that we had, so he will offer up if he grabbed the stone and the ring, he'll offer it up to somebody else since he already has something. Are still hanging off into these arms. <laughs> Gar, would you like one of these? Yes. Which one can I have? I think we should guard the stone. <laughs> I, I was kind of thinking that, honestly, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> that works. I mean, honestly, like I said, because uh, Gar doesn't actually really need most of these, or doesn't really, can't really use most of these things, again, if she had handed me the golden arrow, I would immediately have been like, okay, cool, who wants it? I want something else. <laughs> <laughs> like, it would not have helped me at all. <laughs> the funny irony is, you'll have the stone. You just you'll just never attune to it, so you'll never have the conversation. If Gar takes the stone, Entity will offer the ring to Lane or uh, Burning Wind if they have an interest in. Uh, if either of them have an interest in it, I think I have an interest in the ring. <laughs> it, it will kind of fit with you, wouldn't it? So Marcus has the arrows, Gar has the stone, Lane has the ring. Sounds like that's how it's going. Because <laughs> I haven't made these in D Beyond yet, so I'll end up adding them eventually. So <laughs> after all the wrestling entity and Gar did over the ring, immediately hands it off. Yeah. <laughs> like, you already have the stone, Gar. <laughs> Since the look of betrayal of <laughs> on the way out of the tribes, uh, Marcus is gonna try to find some flowers, hide <laughs> an arrow, and then as he's sleeping, shoot him towards something wooden. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's awesome. <laughs> Not one of the golden arrows. Just regular. <laughs> All right. Earth roll a nature check to find some flowers. <laughs> oh, fart. nice. You, well, you find fart. some really, really choice flowers. <laughs> now watch me roll one. This <laughs> yeah, now shoot your arrow. I feel like I should be able to hit the broad side of something wooden with that. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm actually, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Polly. Oh, God, is it one of your points? Oh, yeah, this is super important. I'm going to go ahead and fork that into a 17. <laughs> okay. What do you mean? He uh, used his portent to uh, turn it into a 17. <laughs> thank you. So, thank you. That's a, yeah, that's a, what, 17? Yeah. All I don't right. know what you're shooting arrows at that's taped to a flower, or I don't know what, yeah. You've tied some flowers to an arrow. I'm super into it. I don't even know what you're shooting at. I just <laughs> looked over. Wink and blow her a kiss. She, kind of, she picks up the arrow, the flowers. 
she looks at you and just gives sort of a little nod. <laughs> sort of like, a, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so guys, after this mission's over, I'm going to need a couple of days off. <laughs> this is, this is how things roll down in the fox den. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a little litter of box babies. <laughs> we already have baby Yoda. That's right. <laughs> We've already got a baby Yoda comes. <laughs> now we're going to have little fox babies. Now I just need to find a hot centaur and uh, <laughs> a hot kind of elf. Rope. And a robot. And a robot yeah, and a robot. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to be another centaur. <laughs> this this no, needs to be the next arc all of us get get some <laughs> <laughs> all right so i assume you guys are going to be leaving the camp yeah I, are, we, I guess. are we going to the place they told us not to go to i was gonna say i think all that's left is i think we're i think yeah. we're ready to go to communion <laughs> yeah sweet my video game rpgs abilities have uh, told me that we go fight the boss now <laughs> all right who would like to navigate? <laughs> Depending on the check. <laughs> we'll call it a survival. I got a plus three. I'll say, can, can I give I'll someone give a advantage? Can I just stand behind them and point at the path? All right, if Burning Wind is leading. <laughs> he thinks he's leaving <laughs> with the seven. opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, no, follow me. That's not the way we came. <laughs> yeah, that's basically there how it go. goes. That makes me sad because I have a plus five on my survival too. Oh man, boy! <laughs> Nobody oh knows God. how to get there. Yep, you guys get. Long. Are we all rolling? I'll roll too. You guys, you guys are long. I told you this wasn't a shortcut. Why are we following the goblin? <laughs> <laughs> he was so convincing that he knew where to go. No, I'm, I'm still looking at the stone, and I just like face planted every tree. Yeah, I walked literally walked every tree along the path. <laughs> yeah, we deserve whatever we're going to encounter here. <laughs> just, just thought maybe we'd take the scenic route, <laughs> right? <laughs> Stretch your legs. Some of us got four. All right. If everyone is placed, I need everyone to roll perception. Okay. It's not going to be a complete surprise round then. Okay. So, Garn Burning Wind, you see some rustling in these dead trees and what starts shambling out first you see oh needle blights well the the important question the first important question is do they have a hot female counterpart (laughs) you don't want splinters dude Oh, 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 no. Hey, maybe that's Lane's kink. Well, I don't know. Would you call this a hot female counterpart? <laughs> For a blight. I mean, Garmite. 
<laughs> the second most important question is, do they burn? <laughs> oh, that's it's you. You don't. It doesn't even matter. Even if the answer is no, he's still going to use it. <laughs> it's going to be effective. Them being it's made more, out of it's more of it's more of he's going to put it to the test to find out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ooh, a spellcaster one. So these there guys. There's a sexy lady. Oh my goodness, all the things. Or surrounding you. So. I say Liz does not want us getting out of this one. That's good. <laughs> Kill my guys really easily last time. Let's be cool about this, guys. Out of the woods, you see various tree like, vine like, and thorn-like creatures just start shambling out, basically surrounding all of you along this road. Do they want hugs? I think they want hugs. <laughs> yes, they definitely want <laughs> Oh god, now I have to do initiative for all of these guys. Oh fuck, what did I do? <laughs> Group them together? No, I will say, yeah, I was going to say, I will say uh, if you put them all in the same turn, I would not be, you know, or I just have, like each individual enemy, like all the male ones go on the same turn, all the female, all the ones that look the same go on the same turn. It would help a little bit. All right, Lane, you go first. I'm gonna attack the dudes behind us. The, the swamp looking dudes, they, they look sus to me. <laughs> That's a hit. Uh, which one did you hit, top or bottom? Uh, I'll go with the top one. Alright. So, this guy. Caster goes first. Alright, Lane, he sees that you just hurt one of his buddies. And he is going to cast Ray of Sickness. Ooh, nice. So that's going to be a ranged spell attack. And I assume a 10 is not going to hit you. All right. Well, that's him. Entity. All right. Uh, seeing that uh, caster back there and thinking he's probably a decent threat, uh, he is going to... Um, again, a lot of his, I feel like a lot of his spells are going to, um, come from like his eyes or like his, his mouth. Uh, his eyes are going to suddenly flash, uh, like white or a bright yellow. And his eyes are going to cast guiding bolt toward the caster. Uh, so they will, uh, the light will streak out of my eyes and go towards him. And let's see if I will actually hit him. That just sounds so cool visually. Yeah, right. Oh, it's almost a 17. Sorry, buddy. That's that a shame. Just misses. Oh, boy. That is so unfortunate. Such a good setup for it. <laughs> Entity disheveled will, will just look very disappointed in himself and stay there. These bad boys at the bottom. One's going to move here. One's going to move here. I don't like the looks of this. <laughs> well, that is an 18 against Burning Wind. Oh, that hits. 
All right, so that is a claw attack. Actually, it's a 21. They have a plus three to hit. Damn. Right, so that is six piercing damage on Burning Wind. All right. That's a 15 plus three, 18 on lane. And that is an eight piercing on lane. All right, now my tanks are going to move up. One's going to go for Marcus, and since this one's next to Gar, it's just going to go to Gar. No, it's he can go for uh, uh, Marcus. <laughs> the one on Marcus is going to try and constrict. Uh, that's an 18. Okay. And you are grappled. And... That's going to be five damage on Marcus. And I assume a ten is not going to hit Gar? That is correct. All right. Gar, you escape this guy's grasping vines. And Gar, you're... All right. I will... Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, I kept this spell as my panic button, so I'm <laughs> going to cast Invisibility on myself. So I'm now invisible. Uh, I'm actually going to run... Let's see, 10, 20, 30... 30. Uh, I'm going to run around behind the girl so I don't get an attack of opportunity from, the, from this boy. But both of these people do get uh, attacks, attacks of opportunity at disadvantage. Oh, we looked out. That's that was a natural twenty. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! Turned into a three. Man. So that's one and a fourteen. So take the one. You make it through. Okay, sweet. Uh, so yeah, that's about thirty feet of movement. Invisibility. Uh, uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty much my turn. I'm not going to do anything else. Okay. Marcus. Can I cast a spell while I'm grappled? I believe you can. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you also, um, the escape DC is 12. If you're grappled, you just can't move. Yeah, the, the only the only real effect is yeah, your speed is zero when you're grappled. Um, I think right now what I'm gonna try to do is cast and flick wounds on. <laughs> okay. You grab me, I grab you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. And. Such a powerful spell for what level it is. I know, it is such a good spell. And he only had 15 hit points left, so... Oh, nice. You killed him. Alright, so we're doing the one-shotting. Nice. Then I'm going to use my movement to uh, fuck away from people. (laughs) Moving places you can go, okay. Yeah, that's, that's a spot. The woods. <laughs> okay, is that it for you, Marcus? 
one second. Just um, I'm gonna use my cunning action to uh try to take a hide action. Okay. What's your DC? Is it twelve? Uh, think so. I'll say you're hiding. Uh, then you're fine. Rogue's got a rogue. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, these guys can't see Gar, but they can see Entity and Lane. And I believe the one on Lane's going to get flanking. So that would have been a 3, 10, 14. So, uh, 14 armor class 14. Oh no. Oh, so he does it. Okay. Uh, uh, that's only three damage piercing. Okay. And then against entity 10. Just too hard of a metal shell. Okay. Burning wind. Um, rage. And as Burning Wind rages, you notice something different. As as you see the anger kind of billow up through him, you actually see this kind of force, an energy kind of radiating off of his body until it kind of turns into other centaur figures that kind of surround him and move through the battlefield. Oh, nice. That sounds dope. Yeah. And they're all on fire. These are my ancestral guardians. Yeah. I'm attacking this one. Nope, unfortunately. Okay. That's going to be these guys' turn then. Does a 14 hit? Burning Wind? Uh, no. All right. That one misses. DC 15. This one's having a hard time finding a place to attack. <laughs> Now you can't occupy the space of a dead ally or dead figure if he needs to. Uh, you can also attack at angles. Yeah, right. they can't yeah. be diagonal. Yeah. You were here. That works. Yep. <laughs> That's a lot of flanking. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it though? <laughs> All right. Twelve entity. I uh, no, that is not going to hit. These little guys don't have a lot of. Power behind them. <laughs> right, they're a little spindly. Uh, all right, Lane, back to you. I'm gonna attack the guy over to be for revenge. Fuck that guy <laughs> in particular. Uh, that's gonna hit. Wait, you did a longbow though. Since you're right next to it, is that at disadvantage? Oh, oops. Sorry. Or did you want to do a sword or something? Oh. I'll do a short short instead. So, here, let me roll that instead. Okay, well, that definitely hits then. 
Alright, what's the DiMaggio? Six. Okay. Alright. Hester is back up. He is going to try Ray of Sickness again against Burning Wind. And that's a four, so this is Entity. Okay, so for my bonus action, I will once again cast my spiritual weapon, and as I established in the uh, last time I used it, (laughs) the best that I could come up with is that they are they look like the Terminator heads. <laughs> and so that's what they, they pop out as they're going to appear in this corner and they'll attack. Um, they'll go for the one on top. So they will fire a red laser out of their eye and deal nine force damage to that top uh, blight. And then for my regular attack i will strike at the one to my left with my long sword try out that magic weapon uh, that's against the twiggy guy yes uh yeah that hits all right so that will deal uh nine damage to he's, he's so twiggy. good <laughs> just turn into a pile of sticks yeah, a little Twiggy disintegrates. All right, and that I'll stay where I am. That'll end my turn. All right. So he's going to see Burning Wind as a threat more than Lane right now. Uh, and that's going to be a 22 to hit. It is. That's only four points of damage. Uh, piercing, so it's halved, right? So then yep. two. And then this guy is locked in mortal combat with Lane. And 14. Hang on, wait. No, I did my math wrong. Oh, it's only a plus three to hit. Yeah. So never mind, it's a 13. Oh, uh, no. Uh, I have 14. I'm good. 14. So, yep, yep. Okay, so we're good. Okay. All right. We have one tank left. Gonna go for Burning Wind. And that's a seven. So. Oh, God. Gar, what's the Invisiboy doing? Uh, sorry, guys. This is gonna hurt. So I'm going to hit Lane, Antitini, and basically everybody else with a level two burning hands. So I need everybody to make a dexterity check of 12. Oh, good. Nice. And moved. <laughs> okay, 15, 2, 11, and 9. So... So again, everybody who is under twelve, or every every of the all of them that are under twelve, take fourteen points of fire damage. Jeez. And everybody who saved only takes seven points of fire damage. Damn. 
as I just reappear in front of him and just like, <laughs> you know, he's the, Hadouken, the Hadouken, the Hadouken, oh. <laughs> you know, gesture with both my hands out. Um. Okay. Help me if something has vulnerability. Does that take double damage? Yes, yes. ma'am. That's what I was hoping yes. for. <laughs> Okay. I figured you guys would be hurt, but not terribly damaged, but I might be able to wipe out everyone. That's a good call. I give a thumbs up as I'm singed, like, <laughs> worse. <laughs> yeah. Our wizard just took out most of my army. <laughs> Which is what wizards do. The, only pro- the, the trick is not taking out all of your allies at the same time. Um... So, sorry, just making sure again, these two guys are still alive, but they are, like, pretty badly burnt. Oh, shoot, I didn't realize this guy was in the range. Yeah. Um, he's he's at the, this guy's at the very edge. Yeah, basically, basically it goes through this square and hits all that. Okay, yeah, this guy's on death's door. This guy looks maybe, like, halfway there? Yeah, he's a tank. Makes sense. And then I'm going to run to this side. Uh, I'm going to get on this side to help Lane with advantage on this guy. And also to kind of stay away from the giant angry tank that I just burned. (laughs) Uh, That's the end of my turn. That's the real motive. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) pretty much. I want more bodies between me and the big person. He's going to be helping Lane out with that guy. You got to cast the Toll the Dead on Big Lumbering Guy. Okay. Let's go Wisdom Say. He is not very wise. Got a 10. So that's 6. Is there a bonus since he's already hurt? Uh, that is with the bonus. That is with the bonus. Okay. Alright, he's looking pretty hurt. I'm just going to stay right there. Okay. I have one of these guys left. He's going to go for the little fucker that just burned him. (laughs) (laughs) Not the face, not the face. Night. Oh my god. Uh, you know what? No, 19 doesn't hit for some reason. It's, it's weird. Yeah, no, not a problem. <laughs> Alright, and that is five Demars. Ouch. Well, that's a fifth of my, or a quarter of my health right there. Burning wind. Until I take this one again. That hits. Unless you roll like a one, you're gonna kill it. <laughs> yeah, it's super dead. It has like four hit points, so Rage damage alone. Okay, so he's dead. Lane. Looks like you got the one above you still alive. Off me, still alive. Yup. Yeah, he's currently trying to pummel my face in. <laughs> <laughs> He is hanging on by the barest of threads. Maybe held held together by a twine. <laughs> Our caster is going to cast 
Thinking Cloud. Because it is a 20-foot radius sphere of yellow, nauseating gas. Yeah, that'll do it. Each creature that is completely within the cloud at the start of its turn must make a constitution saving throw against poison. So, Entity, it's the start of your turn. Alright, so... Aren't you already, like, automatically immune to poison, or you get a bonus or something? I am resistant to poison. Ah, That's what it was. Entity, do you breathe? (laughs) I'm immune to disease, but I I can still get poisoned, just not as much damaged. Okay, so... It failed the first time, so I'm going to, again like arch back a little bit and then fire from my eyes once again and see if I can hit the caster with my uh, you uh, failed your save though? Uh what was the save? Thirteen. I did fail the save. So on a failed save, the creature spend its spends its entire action that turn retching and reeling. Oh geez. Ooh. Um hmm. Yeah, I can still get poison. So yeah, I guess uh, I guess I don't need to breathe or immune to poison automatically succeed. That's why I asked if you breathe. Gotcha. I mean, it says resistant to poison, so I guess I still breathe. I guess I would just spew up it's different just poison damage itself. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I, I guess I start spewing up some different nuts and bolts and screws. Mm. Lane sits here as wondering, how does that work? (laughs) 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 Um, Well, shit, that's unfortunate. Because that's against being poison resists points and damage. Oh, I have advantage on saving throws against being poison. I did not roll advantage. So let me at least try do that. So one more. Okay, so never mind about this. So fortunately, thank you for that. Um, okay, so in that case, it turns I will... out Entity was just practicing. She was like, no, <laughs> yeah. trying to get it down right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm clearing my throat from what I do to the uh, guiding bolt against him, <laughs> uh, which is what I will try to do. Uh, so let's pull up the spell. Oh, come on, really? Sorry, buddy. Really hoping my eyes would have struck him at least once. Um, for my bonus action, my spiritual weapons are still active, and I will move them down to the tank here, and they will attack the tank. Oh, so you don't need to breathe. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, thought, I thought that might be the case. I, that Thanks, makes Ryan. sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It just it didn't say it specifically, so I couldn't, or I didn't see it specifically. Um, Makes more sense because I'm still wondering why does he need to breathe? <laughs> right. Uh, so 16 to hit the tank at the bottom. 16's gonna hit. Alright, and the Terminator skulls are going to do four, uh, six force damage to the tank. Okay, he is very bloodied. Well, nice. sappy. <laughs> All right, and that makes it his turn. Uh, the interesting thing. No, hang on. Does he have any advantage? Do they by chance leak out maple syrup? <laughs> uh, nope, he's only immune to being blind and deafened, so he also has to make a constitution saving throw. He passes. So he's going to whack at Burning Wind with a 14. You, and this... your AC is a 15, isn't it? Okay. Yep. All right. Gar, 
You have to make a constitution saving throw. Cool. Alrighty. So, uh, portent super broken. I'm going to go ahead and use my other portent ability of the day <laughs> All right, to make my save. Nice. Alright. Uh, so, I'm going to use my uh, ability to give me a 17 on my saving throw. Mm-hmm. So, that's a 19 total. If that passes. And then, I'm going to pull out my Annoy the Deaminator and trigger the Wand of Magic Missiles again. Three charges for five missiles. God. Yeah, Royce was laughing at me because I, I did not realize I gave you such an overpowered weapon. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can ask uh, uh, Worth about my uh, Deadpool character who also had this missile. <laughs> so, two, four, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 points of force damage, which I will also add Fury of the Small. Nice. So, 16 points of force damage total. Uh, to who? To the caster. Pardon me. I, was, uh, I didn't specify. Okay. He is also looking maple syrupy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fortunately, I was, I was really hoping to knock him down, but... And I believe that is my turn. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick stick out there and, again, keep helping just to annoy the other twig guy. I think they should be able to handle these two really hurt people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to shoot uh, the leader with my bow. That hits. So Oops. Uh, but still, that's enough. You kill the caster. I air high five towards Marcus. (laughs) All right. Since he's dead, does that mean the stinking cloud will dissipate? I assume so. Yeah, I think so. Do we need to concentrate on it? Yes. Then yeah. All right. So he does not have to make a constitution saving throw. He is going to whack the stupid wizard again and gets a nap. <laughs> so instead, he just smacks himself in the face. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say this is the, this is where you get the natural twenty, and I should have saved my seventeen to save me. <laughs> right. All right, burning wind. Swing at this guy. We're in the final stretch here. Oh, nice. Speaking of natural twenties. Yeah, I think he's going to go... Yeah, he goes down. Smash. <laughs> All right, Lane. You got one left. Up to me. Nope, no pressure. <laughs> oh, man. That'll work. You're feeling... Yep, yeah, he goes down, too. Nice. Uh, I could... How do you want to do this, Lane? <laughs> <laughs> I want to take him and, like, cut his head open and, like, pour out the maple syrup. Mm-hmm. All right. I tell Gar to get my pancakes out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you all are surrounded by heaps of sticks and vines and syrup. <laughs> Anything good on <laughs> That was awesome. Let's find something else. Marcus, what you do find on the uh, spellcaster is a quiver. Oh. And 
You can put up to five sticks in it, and after a long rest, they will turn into arrows. Oh, oh that's cool. cool. That's really cool. I'll just roll a general investigation to look at the heap of <laughs> sticks that are near me and see if there's anything that I find. Probably not going to roll very high. <clears throat> yeah, I don't find much. When he's not looking, I put more sticks in the pile to see if I can... <laughs> it looked like I find something. Yeah. You find five copper. <laughs> I'll take it. But other than that, I mean, Gar, if you want to take some sap, I know you like <laughs> to collect random things, so... <laughs> uh, let's see, I don't, I don't... Let me see if I have any empty glass vials. Now, so, uh, I've got one more glass vial, so I'm going to save that. Okay. All right, well... Oh, wait, sorry. Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I forgot, so I forgot uh, Pretty Girl gave me a glass teapot. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if she wants the blood of, you know, <laughs> uh, nat- nature creatures. I don't think that'd make a very good gift. It might be like distant cousins or something. <laughs> but would Gar know that? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, what do I need to roll to, to figure that out? <laughs> Let's say... Do nature, history, or arcana? Arcana's probably going to be my best. And so on. Yeah, that's worth. I will step through the screen <laughs> and thank you. Worth! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it would work. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It might be. She might really like, you know, some sap. You know, from I have another burning hands I can use. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will. I will gather up a bunch of sap and some bark and twigs. Well, I'm going to bring you to the next map, but since it's after two, I will. Yeah, I was going to bring up and ask if that's where we want to, because I assume we'll make it to communion next. And I was going to say, is that where we want to call it for the next yeah. session? All right. Well, I hope that was a fun fight. Yes, thank you, madam. Yeah, that that was a good uh, it's a good session. I liked uh, I liked the exposition of the explanation of some things. Y'all too. Oh, it was care. fun. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. That was the seventh episode of the Four Fins. Our cast for this campaign was myself, Worth Beasley as Entity, Carl Meekins as Gar, Royce Moonberry as Marcus, Ryan Powell as Burning Wind, Billy Ty as Lane, and Liz Moonberry as our DM. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and pass the word around so that others can come across us. Thank you all as always for listening, and we will see you again very soon.